Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. After having done a few different types of episodes over the past couple of weeks, I'm going to get back to the roots of the podcast, and in this episode, I'm going to answer a listener question about Lightroom. David Mendrada, Mendronda? Oh, David, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have an idea for a, for a photo taco. I just got Lightroom. What next? It would be a rundown on the top, say, you know, five things you should, one, learn first, two, prepare maybe before installing, and three, incorporate into your new workflow as a novice user. So David, thank you so much for your question. And if uh, just a quick reminder for everybody, you can get me questions by joining our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash phototaco by messaging me on Instagram at phototaco podcast or sending me an email phototaco podcast at gmail.com, which is David uh, sends his question in from the Facebook group. Okay. So the challenge for me in this one, and I've recorded this now, I think it's seven times <laughs> I've tried to record this episode, is trying to cut it into a half hour, right? I could go on for hours. I've already got a couple of recordings that have gone two hours and an hour and a half, and I just tend to get into the details a lot, and I have so much to say about Lightroom. I really like Adobe's Lightroom product. It has improved my photography a ton. And my experience with it, I've been able to, to turn it into a, a real serious tool for doing my photography. Now, I, I have complaints about it. I have issues with it. I've, I've gone through that on the previous Photo Taco episodes. But I really like the tool. I have a lot to say about it. And David's question just fits into the sweet spot where I have a hard time trying to cut it short. So I'm going to, oh, we'll try. Hopefully in this, in this recording take, I'll get it down. One of the things that I want to do is to, to, to bring in a metaphor that I've never used before. I've never heard any other photographers. And we'll, I hope it works. We'll see. All right. So this is a good place to mention, though. The sponsor of this podcast, of this episode, is ImprovePhotographyPlus.com. Now, Improve Photography Plus is a subscription service that you can get that gives you access to a whole lot of resources for improving your photography. And I mention it here because subscribers immediately get access to four excellent video courses covering Lightroom. There's Lightroom 101, Lightroom Retouching, Post-Processing Tough Landscapes, and Lightroom Medic are kind of the four that, that apply most to this episode. Lightroom Medic is where Jim Harmer covers the most challenging things photographers face in Lightroom and kind of how to fix them. It's the medic that's going to help fix your Lightroom woes. Uh, the subscription only costs $19.99 a month to join, and you get access to all those videos plus 191 other videos, 281 Lightroom presets, and I think most importantly, it's a community page where all of the subscribers share photos they're working on and get like instant one-on-one -on -one feedback from photography, improved photography hosts who will recommend kind of things that are doing there and people pose questions, get immediate answers. It's a really thriving community. So I, I, uh, I really recommend it. If you want to dig more into Lightroom than what you get in this episode of, of uh, Photo Taco, go check that out. You can get a 14-day free trial today by going to Improve Photography Plus. Com. Okay, I'm going to put some links to other previous Photo Taco episodes as well because I've gone through a lot of the Lightroom stuff. 
In fact, you might just go search Photo Taco Lightroom and be able to find a whole lot of episodes that deal with various aspects of Lightroom. I'm going to try to stay out of what it is they do in those those Photo Tacos. But let's let's introduce my metaphor that I hope is going to work as we as you go through this. I've never heard it described this way, but I want you to think of Lightroom not as the software you run on your computer. I want you to think of Lightroom as a assistant. All right. Now, I'm not talking about like those four higher services where you can send your raw file out and pay a fee and they'll process it and send it back to you. Now, I, I want you to pretend the computer program that is Lightroom is an assistant. All right. And and I hope the metaphor holds as we do this. And is it? I hope it helps you understand what you're doing, because everything you do with Lightroom is really Lightroom, your assistant taking notes on what you're doing, on what you want them to do, all right? And notes that they are gonna be able to retrieve pretty instantaneously at whatever will you have, whatever you want Lightroom to do in the future. All right, the first thing then is you have to remember that Lightroom, your assistant Lightroom, they can't do anything, they can't help you with photos until they know about them. So let's start there with these tips that David asked for, and I hope this will hit the mark, David, as we do this metaphor and we go through this. So let's let's say that you just nailed a shoot, all right? Whatever shoot you like to do, you just nailed it. It was the perfect conditions, the perfect subject, everything worked out exactly like it is. You nailed the settings, you have gold on your memory card, all right? Now you need to go and process them. You've got to, at the bare minimum, you've got to get them from your memory card out to the world somehow to share your photos or out to your customer if it was for a customer. And Lightroom is a really good tool to do that. Your assistant Lightroom is here to help you in making that happen. The first thing then you have to do is make Lightroom, your assistant, know about the new photos. It's not going to know about them until you tell your assistant about the new photos. And there's two ways to do this. I'm going to walk through them both. And to do that, though, we have to kind of go through. I'm going to assume, like David said, let's assume you've never run Lightroom before. The first thing you're going to be faced with then is a question your assistant's going to ask you about where you want your assistant to keep their notes. All right. Now, it's kind of a stretch, I think, but hopefully this metaphor works. All right. So the catalog is the notes that your assistant is going to maintain over time about your photos, all right? And every time you tell your assistant about new photos, they're gonna add a new line to their notes about, okay, there's this photo, and uh, the kind of some other settings, we'll, we'll get into that in a second about some other things that it's gonna note about with photo. But most importantly, it's here's this new photo, and here is where it is on the computer. All right. You have to make that connection for your assistant or they can't do anything about it until the photo is in their notes. If they don't know it, they can't help you with anything more about it. And that's what your catalog is. It's really a database. It's a SQLite database, in fact. But and and I think a lot of photographers have a general concept for what a database is. They've seen bad guys on movies having this trying to steal databases. Um, but let's not get into the details of that. Let's not bog down the conversation with what a database is and how it works. But a catalog is a database and let's think of it as the notes that your assistant is keeping so that it can help you in the future in either finding a photo or 
changing, adjusting a photo when you bring it up inside of Lightroom, okay? And so where you store that catalog, it truly doesn't matter really. Where you're, that's the first question your assistant asks you, your assistant Lightroom asks when you launch the program. Where do you wanna store the catalog? And if you have, if you don't know anything about computers enough to know how to have like separate hard drives and just don't worry about it, take the defaults, take the default name even, it doesn't matter. Or you can put the name of your photography business in there as it asks for what you want the catalog to be named. But that's really not a significant detail. It does help if you know more about computers to store your catalog file on a separate drive from where Lightroom is running. So if you know what that means, go ahead and do that. Put it on a separate drive. I love doing that. In fact, I have put it on an SSD drive in order to get the most performance I can out of Lightroom. I found it to be helpful. But if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Just take the defaults. When Lightroom, when your assistant asks you where do you want to store the catalog, just whatever it's already decided, go with that. Okay, so now you've created a catalog. You've created a spot on your computer where your assistant is going to store all of the notes about the photos that you have. Okay. And now the next thing is you need to tell your assistant about some photos to take notes on. There's two ways to do this, and that's that's what I'm going to walk through. The first way is you have that photo shoot on that memory card, the gold, right, on the memory card. You can have your assistant take the notes about the photos, but also ask your assistant to copy the photos from the memory card to your hard drive. You can say, Lightroom, here's my memory card. I want you to copy the photos from there to the hard drive on my computer and uh, take note about each one of the photos. And Lightroom say, I'm happy to do that. So here's how you do it. You go into the, you're in the library module, and I use the word module, so let's define that real briefly. Modules in Lightroom are in the upper right of the of Lightroom software. So you have library, develop, map, blah, blah, blah. All these modules that are up there. And we call them modules in part because as you click on each individual module, the rest of the program the look of the program changes and you'll have different panels what we call them on the left and the right you'll have panels that show up and in the middle it's usually photos or something that you're doing with the photos and every module has its own setup its own panels you can customize them a little bit we're not getting into that detail but that's what the modules are that's what we're talking about and the most commonly used, of course, are the library and the develop modules. That's where probably 95, maybe 99% of your work is going to be, is within those two modules. So you start off in your empty catalog. You just, your assistant said, where do you want my notes to be stored in your catalog? You said, go wherever you want to go. I don't care. And you, you've created one. Now you have this blank slate. You're in the library module and you're faced with, there's nothing there. So now let's take the photo shoot on your memory card and let's get them in there. So the next thing you're gonna do is in the library module, with it clicked in the upper right there, we're on the library. In the lower left, there's an import button, import and export. And we're gonna use the import button, all right? And as it comes up, it's gonna launch a new window. And we call it the import dialog box. It might be called the import workspace because Adobe's done some work here recently, but it's a new window that comes up that the purpose of this window is for you to teach your Lightroom Assistant about a new photo shoot. You're gonna tell your Lightroom Assistant about a bunch of new photos that you want it to be taking notes on, 
all right and so the the pan the basic structure of this on the left hand side you've got source and on the right hand side you got a bunch of panels but on the left hand side you really have only one panel and it's defaulted to if you put the memory card in your uh, computer already it is going to default to that memory card it's going to assume your assistant is going to make an assumption if there's a memory card in your computer it's going to assume that what you want to do is copy the photos from your memory card to your computer and it's ready and willing to help you with that be your assistant in doing that so you'll see that selected automatically and then in the middle it's going to show a bunch of thumbnail previews of all of the photos that are on that sd card or on the, on the memory card right so you have you have a bunch of thumbnails of the files that are on the memory card. And then on the right, you've got a bunch of panels there that we're going to go through more. Okay, so what, what this is going to tell you then is you have the chance here right now to choose which of the photos you want to bring in. Some of them you may not want to, to even copy onto your computer. You may have some that are so bad, so such like test photos or, or something like that that are to the point where you know you don't want to bring them in. And if you don't, you just uncheck them. Your assistant, again, is going to assume you want all of them. So it's going to check them all by default, but you can uncheck them. You can sort them at the bottom. You have some options there about sorting them by, uh, by date. You can sort them by capture time, checked state, finally. You have some sorting options if that helps you to find the photos that you want to do. You can control the thumbnail size. You can um, uncheck them all or check them all. You can even switch between a view where you have kind of all of these thumbnails in a grid or kind of focus on one photo at a time. All right. You also have kind of towards the top there, you have copy as DNG or copy. And those are the only two options you're going to have when you have on the left-hand side your memory card selected as the source a device there. Okay, copy as DNG or copy. I personally am not using DNG files. I've done a photo taco episode on that. If you want to know more about DNG files, go listen to that. You make your own choice about what you want to do there. I just do copy. Um, and actually, I don't use this method at all. I use the second method I'll talk about in a moment. Um, you'll notice though, move and add are not options, and that's because it's an SD card source, okay? Now, on the right-hand side, uh, so let's assume you've got everything checked in the checkboxes. You don't want, you want to import every single photo, even the bad ones. We're just not going to worry about uh, the, the bad ones being copied. On the right-hand side, let's go through the panels real quick here. You've got file handling. And under file handling, build previews. I recommend you set that to minimal. I think that will give you the best performance overall. Um, then you have a checkbox right under that called build smart previews. I recommend you check that checkbox. And then you have don't import suspected duplicates. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. Then you have make a second copy too. And that's, this is if you want to, as you copy them to your computer, if you want to tell your assistant, I not only want it on my computer's hard drive, I also want a backup copy of the photo over on this other drive. Maybe you have like a, an external drive connected to your computer. This is a pretty decent way to kind of get some backups right from the beginning as you copy them. Um, but if you don't know how to do that or you don't want to, uh, you don't have their drive, don't worry about it. You don't have to do that. And then there's another option, add to collection. I will get to collections in a moment. Um, I use that option, but that's kind of more of a bit more advanced kind of feature. And we're not going to go into a ton of detail there. All right, the next panel down is file renaming. And this is where you can do some magic with the files. You can ask your assistant, your Lightroom assistant here, to do some work for you. 
as you import the photos, your camera is naming all of your files. They have to have a file name, so it's got something. And they each use a different scheme. My Canon 7D Mark II actually names them something like L3A6346.cr2 which is a terrible file name. But you know what else are they supposed to do? They have to generate something. And so they're gonna be a bunch of numbers usually, numbers and letters, and it's not gonna be anything really helpful for you to find a photo. So you have the option here, as you're informing your assistant about these new photos, you can say, hey, an assistant, as you copy these photos from the memory card to the computer, I actually want you to rename them. And I want you to name them according to, and you can give them some details about what you wanna do there. And, and your assistant will do that. It will rename, your assistant will rename the files as they are copied from the memory card to the computer. And that's what you do in the file renaming panel. Apply during import is your chance to ask your assistant to do a couple more things. You can apply some develop settings. And these are kind of presets, Lightroom presets that are develop Lightroom presets. And, and you can apply them there. And um, that it's, it's a fun way to be able to improve your photos. Or if you find that you're doing your same thing over and over and over, you're setting sliders exactly the same way on every single photo, you can create a preset for it and make it so that you don't have to actually change that anymore. You're gonna be able to ask your Lightroom Assistant as the photos are being brought into your catalog, as they're making entries on the notes, to automatically say, I want you to also note that I want a sli this slider in Lightroom set this specific way. And that's what you can do the develop settings. One quick note on this one. If you know that you are going to apply er the exact same preset to every photo in a specific import, like all, let's say you took 400 photos in this photo shoot, and you know you're gonna have a the same preset applied to all 400, make sure you do it here and not after you do the import in Lightroom. Um, it's performance reasons. Lightroom has to do a bunch more work again if you go and apply the preset afterwards. So if you're gonna, that's the, the basic rule. If you're gonna do it to all of them, make sure you do it here and not after. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. You can choose either one. You can even apply them uniquely per photo. You can pick one photo and say, I want th this specific developer preset applied to this photo, but I don't do a whole lot there. We're going to skip the metadata one. It's more advanced kind of feature. Keywords though is a really important thing. This is your opportunity to give your assistant some custom instructions about how you want to find these photos later. If you want to be able to search and find, you, let's say, moon shots, all right? We just did the super moon just happened here in the United States. And uh, well, actually, I guess that's the world thing. <laughs> but the super moon just happened. And so if you took a bunch of those shots, you may want to be able to mark them as super moon so that you can search on them later and find your shots of the super moon with a simple search. And this is your chance to do it with keywords. You can just put in there super moon and then you can put comma to separate them and add other keywords to you. Maybe you want landscape, maybe you want night, maybe you want whatever kind of description it might be. You can apply them to all the photos at once or you can select an individual photo as you are in this import dialog box and apply a specific keyword to just that one photo if it only applies to that one. There's more capabilities and keywords in the library module that we'll get to in a moment. But I do use keywords a ton. I make sure to put in descriptive things so that I will help. I can later ask my Lightroom assistant to show me all the photos that have the moon in them and I'll have the keywords there because I put them in and asked my assistant to write those down in that catalog. 
Okay, now the last panel here that we'll go through is the destination panel. If you don't want to deal with the technical details about where your photos are being put on your hard drive, just let Lightroom deal with it. It's got some default settings. They work really, really well. And really, it doesn't matter. To Lightroom, to your assistant, your assistant doesn't care where the photos are on your hard drive. As long as they know where they are, as long as you can teach Lightroom, tell your assistant about where they are, they don't care if they're in one folder, if they're in 20 folders, or if they're even in multiple hard drives. They, it doesn't matter. So Lightroom doesn't care where they're at. If you want to let Lightroom deal with it, go ahead and just leave the defaults. Don't even touch that destination folder panel. But if you want more control, and I, of course, want more control, then you can go and do that and say exactly where it is you want the photos to be stored. I actually have kind of a hierarchy where I have a root folder called photos. And then under that, I have different categories. I have landscapes, I have photo shoots, others. And, um, and then under that kind of genre folder, I have a year, 2016 right now. And then under that, I have the actual folder for the thing that I just took. And so that's the, the way that I'm organizing them. That's not a right or wrong way. You can do it however you'd like. And if you want Lightroom to manage it, Lightroom does a really good job with it. All right, with all that done now, you've kind of given some instructions to your assistant about how you want Lightroom to copy these folders, these files from the memory card to your computer. You can hit the import button and it will go ahead and do that import. And it will take some time, depending on how many photos you've got, and, and it's going to generate some smart previews. So this is one of the places a lot of photographers complain about Lightroom. Rightfully so. It is pretty darn slow. They need to do a better job of leveraging CPUs better, and, and um, it, there's a lot of work can be done here. But regardless, that's kind of the recommended way, the way I just described is the way to go through it, I think. If you do this and you, it's a good time to go get a drink of water, <laughs> maybe a snack, uh, get ready to do your editing session because you're going to spend a lot of time in the editing, uh, doing the editing and, um, you know, give it a few minutes to go, to go do this and, um, and then it'll be, it'll be good. Okay. So now let's assume that's done. Your, your Lightroom assistant copied them over. That's not the only way to do this. There's another way, and this is actually the way I recommend doing it because, it improves the performance of the overall process, all right? So this is a little bit faster way to make this happen. I'm not sure exactly why, even understanding the technical reasons about what's going on, I can't explain why it seems to be faster, but it is. I've done some pretty good testing on this and it's faster. And, and that is, you don't have to ask your Lightroom assistant to copy the files from the memory card to the computer. You can do that step yourself. And if you do that step yourself, it's faster. It, the overall process, like including the copy time of copying the the, the photos over to your computer, including that time plus the time it takes to then do tell your your Lightroom assistant about those new folders, photos, boy, easy for me to say, uh, is still faster. So here's what you do: instead of putting in your memory card, launching Lightroom, and then going into Lightroom and and ask and doing the copy, like I just said. First thing I do is I put in the memory card and I manually go create the folder where I want the photos to go on my hard drive. And then I manually copy them over. So in Windows, I use File Explorer, or sorry, Windows Explorer. And in Mac, I use Finder. And I manually copy the photos over there. So this happens faster than if I do it through Lightroom. It also happens to, it works more reliably. I've had lots of listeners and readers have questions about my, the import failing in Lightroom. Something's not working as they try to copy, as they ask Lightroom to copy the photos from the memory card to the computer. If they manually do it, 
then it works some of the time. Now it doesn't, it's not foolproof. Sometimes it's the memory card is just having a problem, but, um, that's it. I found it to be slightly more reliable. Plus it's faster, which is the real reason I do it. All right. So this process is pretty similar. You've copy them over. So I go create my folder. I copy the photos again using Windows Explorer or Finder. Then I go into Lightroom and then I go in the library module and hit import. Same thing. It's the import dialog box. If you've left your memory card in there, Lightroom again is still going to assume what you want to do is import the photos that are on the memory card. But I don't because I already copied the photos from the memory card to the computer. What I want to do is just make Lightroom aware. I, I have to tell my Lightroom assistant where new photos are or they can't do anything with them. If they don't know about them, if your Lightroom assistant doesn't know about them, you can't do anything with them. And that's what I'm going to do is tell Lightroom, my Lightroom assistant, hey, I copied some photos manually over to the computer. Just be aware that they're there and I, I want you to add them to the catalog. All right. So um, under under the source on the left hand side, you have devices and you have files and under files, you're going to have all of the drives available to your computer. All of the drives that are there, including if you have like an external drive attached via USB. So I copy mine onto it happens to be my X drive on Windows. I may, I mostly do Windows editing. And so I will expand the arrow on the X drive. So the arrow by default kind of points to the right. And if I hit the arrow, it goes down and it expands out. And then I'll go find my landscapes and then I'll drill down to my 2016. And then I'll drill down to the specific folder where I just put the photos myself. And then everything else is exactly the same on the right hand side. Well, not sorry, not everything on the upper part. You'll see that now the only option you've got is move or add. Okay. And that's because you're, they're already on your computer. There's no need to copy them somewhere, someplace else. And add is what it defaults to. And that's what I want my Lightroom assistant to do. I want my Lightroom assistant to add the photos that I manually copied to the computer. And then on the right hand side, you have kind of the, mo the more normal panels. You don't have the rename because obviously you're not renaming when you add. Um, so there are some differences there. But really, the process is pretty much the same once you do that. So the, the only difference is um, going down into the files part of that source panel and going to the drive, the place where I imported them. And I find that to be much faster. All right. Now that you've done that, <clears throat> you, you've gone away from the blank catalog file. And now you have you've told your Lightroom assistant about some photos either by copying them yourself or you asked your assistant to copy them for you. And as the, the assistant copied them, it, it added them to the catalog. Now you have in the library module in the middle, a whole bunch of photos, all of them that were on your memory card. Only these are the photos that are on your computer now. And they are cataloged. Your, your Lightroom assistant has noted all of the photos, where they're at on your hard drive, and noted kind of some of the settings about your photos. What settings you used on your camera, it wrote down, your Lightroom Assistant wrote down uh, what lens you were using, what camera you were shooting. It's, it's noted some stuff that it could pull out of the, the photo itself, the file that, uh, itself. It's gone and done that. It added also to the catalog, it wrote down some notes about whatever keywords you may have picked. Now, what you can do in the library module here, you can navigate between all of the photos that are in your catalog. Every photo you've asked your assistant to note 
it you can go and find now. You can find them through different search techniques. I'm not going to go through that in this episode, but you can find them. And on the left-hand side, it's all about finding your photos. I'm not going to go through the huge details there. That's where I went off the rails previously <laughs> as I recorded. But the left-hand side is all about, in the library module, is all about finding specific photos. The organization that you've got. You can either have the catalog level. You can go to all of your photos. You can go to a quick collection. You can go to previous import. Um, there's a couple of, of views there, but mostly you don't use those. It's the folders view or the collections view that you use. And most of you are going to be familiar with the folders view. If you don't know how to use collections, again, my Photo Taco podcast episode on collections will help. I love collections. I use them a lot. And so collections is really populated in my Lightroom, but you may not use them. You're going to have to kind of decide for yourself how it is you want to organize your catalog and how it is you want to search and find photos in your catalog. Now, so that's what the left-hand side is for. On the right-hand side are some very rudimentary ways that you can change some settings on your photo. If you pick one specific photo or even a group of photos, you can even have all the photos selected, then you can change some things. You can do a preset, you can apply a preset, you can apply some white balance changes, you can do a little bit of tone control with auto-toning or changing exposure, clarity, and vibrance, but they're very rudimentary kinds of edits and I almost never use them. In fact, I can't remember the last time that I did any editing in the library module on the right-hand side in those panels. But what I do use is that keywording pa uh, panel in the library module. So we mentioned keywordings on import and that's, I do apply them there, but there's way better keywording features available in the library module part of Lightroom. So if you need to add more, maybe you, maybe you apply some generic ones, like I shot Supermoon, and you want Supermoon on every single one of them because it's the moon, right? But maybe some of those are foreground photos. Maybe you, you didn't even have the moon yet, which is what I went through in my How I Got the Shot episode uh, last week. But, uh, and, and you don't actually want moon applied there. In the library module, it's really easy to go and change those and be able to... to uh, change the keywords that are there. It also is easy to apply like it'll give you keyword suggestions like commonly used keywords that you've got and even keyword sets. You can create some custom sets of keywords and make it so you can apply if you use the same set of keywords on all of your landscape photos for example then you can apply those there and not have to remember to type them as you did in the import module. So there's some better keyword capabilities that are in here in the library module. There's some other functions too, like being able to sync the photos with Lightroom Mobile and getting comments if people used through Lightroom Mobile out at adobe.com, they, they added comments to your photos, you can see them in here. There's some other advanced features that I'm not gonna go through. You have the whole filtering and stuff like that. But the, the major use that people have for the library module is navigating to the photos you want and number two, culling your photos. So you're not familiar with what that means. It means that you're going to rate your photos, kind of separate the good ones from the bad ones. That's what culling means. And there's really good processes here within the library module to do that. And I do recommend you do it here. I think it performs the best by culling in the library module. I use stars for my culling. So the, the um, hotkeys are one, two, three, four, five. 
and that's the number of stars. But you can use color coding, you can use uh, pick flags and unflags, and we're not gonna go through all that detail here either, but that's kind of the other major activity that people do in the Lightroom mod or the library module is the culling process. So navigating to your photos and the culling process. That's what you use the Lightroom, the library module for. Develop module is the next one. And this is where you're gonna spend most of your time, I'd say. So you'll notice when you click on the develop module in the upper right hand side, the whole UI changed. Now you have different panels on the left and you have uh, different panels on the right. On the left, you've got presets, which I don't use enough of. And that's a really fabulous way to be able to kind of figure out some suggestions that you may have, have uh, loaded into Lightroom uh, on how to set all of the stuff on the right hand side. That's what a preset is all about. It's kind of prescribed or, or uh, settings that you've done previously, either yourself or by something you've downloaded, like you hopefully got out of the Improved Photography Lightroom steal on Black Friday weekend. Hopefully you, you got those presets. If you load them up in the Lightroom, and I'm not gonna go into the details here about how to do that, then they're listed there. And the nice thing is you can just float over them with your mouse. And in the upper part in the navigator, right there above the presets panel on the left-hand side, you can see what it looks like if you were to apply that preset to the photo. And if you like it, you just click it and boom, it applies that preset into the middle part of the scene. All right, below the presets panel, you have snapshots, and I'm not gonna go through that one. It's not a feature that I use a lot of, uh, and more, a little bit more advanced. But history is kind of every single note that you've asked your Lightroom Assistant to take as you've edited a photo. So including like importing the photo, it has, uh, you know, as I look at one of this, it has import basic auto fix for portraits, it was a preset I applied as I imported the photo. Then there's a synchronized settings, that action that I did. Then I added red eye correction and I updated the red eye correction. And then I did a temperature adjustment. These are every single note, everything that you've done as you've edited the photo that you asked your Lightroom Assistant to take. And those are stored again in the catalog, if you'll remember. So that history is every single step you've taken. And when you load the photo up in the develop module, you're asking your Lightroom Assistant to retrieve all of those notes that it's taken from, from importing the photo on for that specific photo and applying them to the photo in real time which is kind of a big task that, you have, that, that you're asking your Lightroom Assistant to do. You're saying, go grab the photo from the hard drive, you know where it's at, and go grab the notes that I've asked you to take for the changes that I've wanted you to apply to this photo, and I want you to, in real time right now, apply those changes to the photo. And this history shows you that. That's what those are, are, all are there. It's possible that you can tell your assistant, look, the individual steps I've taken are, there's too many of them. I want you, don't worry about how I got to the point that I am right now with the settings of this photo. Just take a note of what all of the current settings are and wipe out the steps I took to get here. And that's one potential way that you can improve your performance. If a single photo is really, really struggling, uh, it could be that you've just got too many steps that you've taken in adjusting that photo and you might be able to get a little bit more performance 
by hitting the X that's next to the history label on that panel. And that'll clear the history. You won't wipe out your settings. Everything that you've done will still be there. It just won't have, you're, you're asking your Lightroom assistant just to erase the notes about how I got here, what steps I took to get to these current settings, but leave the settings like they are. Okay, and then there's collections panel just under that and I love the collections panel. I use it a ton. One of the purposes that uh, you've heard me talk about the top 10 process that I go through and it, here we are late November 2016. Hopefully you're considering doing that. Maybe you've, I, I hope that you've done it throughout the year. But one of the powerful things that Lightroom can do and one of the, the things that I think helps you understand how Lightroom works is describing this is the collections feature because Lightroom is not going to make another copy of your photo, okay? Unless, well, it doesn't. It just Let's just leave it at that. It, it doesn't touch your original photo, but in a very small number of cases. For the most part, for almost everything you do in Lightroom, it's not touching the original photo. It's gonna leave that original photo exactly where you put it on the hard drive, and you can, but you can do some powerful things about making some kind of virtual copies of the photo or by putting it in a collection. So you have one copy of the photo on your hard drive, but you can have it organized in multiple places in your catalog so that you can, uh, you get the benefit of being able to have it there. So a good example, the best one that I can think of to very briefly illustrate the power of collections and how Lightroom deals with photos is by thinking about the top 10 process. So I recommend a lot of photographers, I recommend all photographers go through this every single year where you pick your top 10 photos for the year. And as you're editing through the year, when you get to a photo that you're really impressed with, you're, you're like, wow, I nailed it on this photo. This is awesome. This is exactly what I wanted. Instead of like writing on a piece of notepad or, or something in your desk or your office or any other method, you create a collection called top 10. And as you're going through the develop module, you can, on the film strip at the bottom of Lightroom, where it's showing all of the photos in the develop module, you can grab that one photo you're so proud of and drag it over to your collection of top 10 and you are asking your Lightroom assistant to make a special, a special note. You, your Lightroom assistant already took a note saying, I have this concept of top 10 photos and I want you to add this photo that's at this location on a hard drive to that collection, to that note that this is one of my top 10 photos, or at least a candidate for one of my top 10 photos for the year. But don't move it, you know, it's not gonna touch where your, your original photo is at. It's just taking a note. It's just writing into that catalog database where it is, or that this photo should be included in the top 10. And when I ask you later, assistant, show me my top 10 photos for this year, or all the photos I think could be in my top 10, it will, your assistant, your Lightroom assistant is going to know exactly which photos you have asked it to keep track of as being in part of the top 10. And that's what the collection is doing. Another kind of virtual thing that you can do in making the, the photo on the light strip down at the bottom in the develop module, if you right click and then you choose create virtual copy, it's a similar kind of concept. It's what you're telling Lightroom is, I like where I'm at in this photo. I like how it's edited. I like exactly where it is, but I want to try something that's completely different. Maybe you want to apply a different preset. Maybe you want to do a different crop on the photo. Um, whatever thing it is going to be, you don't want to lose where you're at, but you want, and you want to have a, another chance to try something different. So you're telling your Lightroom assistant, I don't want you to touch the original photo, leave it just where it is. 
but I want to have a second chance at working on this photo. And I want you to keep track of this other chance that I'm asking you to do separately from the first one. So same photo, same source photo, but I want you to keep track of the two different kind of settings that I want to do in adjusting the photo. And that's exactly what Lightroom's going to do. They're going to create a virtual copy of it. It's going to say, all right, I'm ready. Fire away. Tell me what different settings, what different adjustments you want to do on this kind of virtual copy. And I'll just take notes and we'll have, I'll, I'll keep the notes on both sets of adjustments. All right. So that's what virtual copy will do. And that's, it's really, really powerful kind of concept. And it's all of this thinking about how it's not touching the original photo. It's only going to be taking notes about what you want to do. All right. Now on the right hand side, you have the actual adjustments. And this is the biggest thing that you're doing in Lightroom. You want to adjust your photos. You have lots of control over it, especially if you're using raw files when you capture on your camera. If you use raw files, you have a ton of room to make adjustments. Maybe you didn't nail the exposure. Maybe you didn't nail the um, the white balance. Maybe you would like to see kind of what it would look like if you have some of the saturation or vibrance increased. I'm not going to go through all of those sliders. That's a ton to go through, and that's what the other tutorials are about. But the idea is... As you work through those panels or the adjustment brushes and the different tools that are above the panels, right underneath the histogram, as you go through those, what you're really doing is instructing your assistant to take more notes about that photo. I want you to take a note that I want to change the temperature and I want in, in this way, or I want you to lower the highlights in this much, okay? And there's no concept of having to save or anything in Lightroom like that. You make the changes through the sliders and through the panels on the right-hand side. You make the adjustments, and your Lightroom assistant is writing those notes down all of the way, every single step of the way. In fact, as we talked about with the history panel on the left-hand side of the develop module, it's noting every single step you take with that photo until you tell it, don't worry about all those steps, clear them away, like I talked about. Okay, so that's what Lightroom's doing is storing all of those adjustments and taking notes about them so that when you come back to this photo in this catalog, it will say, okay, I know where this photo is and I know all of the slider adjustments that you made over time and, and be able to show them to you. And, and that's what the develop module's for. So that's kind of the basic concepts of what you want to do. This is where the, the basic things that you need to understand about Lightroom as a brand new photographer trying to use this tool. Let's jump into a few settings now that I think are really important that can help you to, to, uh, <clears throat> to have a better performance with Lightroom and make a little bit more sense, I think, on some, on some key things. So in Windows, you go to Edit, Preferences, and Mac, you go to Lightroom Preferences, and that brings up a new window, a Preferences window, and it has a bunch of tabs across the top. We're gonna start on the General tab, and we're gonna skip the first the several things there. One, the first thing to do is Default Catalog. When starting up, use this catalog is what, the, what Lightroom says there, and you have a bunch of choices. You have Load Most Recent Catalog, you have Prompt Me when starting Lightroom, and if you've already loaded some catalogs, you'll see them listed there. For most everyone, I recommend you set this to load most recent catalog. Um, and this goes back to a, a long-standing debate people have had about multiple catalogs or one catalog. And remember, that's where your Lightroom Assistant is storing all of the notes about photos, right? So you could say, 
Lightroom, I want you to store the notes in catalog for one genre of photos versus another. Some photographers decide it makes sense to them for their organization, for how they want to view the photos to separate them out, separate like landscape from portraits, put them in different catalogs. But what that means is your assistant only knows about this, the photos in the catalog, right? So if you put your landscape in one and your portraits in another, you can't be in the landscape catalog and find anything about the portrait photos. Your assistant didn't write notes about your portrait photos when you're in your landscape catalog. Hope that makes sense. And this is why I recommend don't do multiple catalogs unless you have a really specific reason to do it. Unless you have gone through your workflow and you've been able to determine that there is value organizationally, like value in you being able to use your photos and edit your photos. Unless you've come to that point, don't use multiple catalogs. Just stick with one single catalog for every photo you've got. As I'm recording this episode, I have 63,000 photos in my catalog, okay? I did a test with Lightroom um, a while back, and you can find a Photo Taco episode where I talk about it, where I manually went through, well, not manually, I created a database, I massaged the database that makes up that catalog, and I, I imported 800,000, I think it was, photos, into the catalog and the performance was no different as, as Lightroom went to use that catalog that had that many photos. It was exactly the same as when you have 15 photos in there. So I personally have tested that it does not matter how many photos you put in there. It doesn't affect the performance of Lightroom. It used to, it used to a while back, but as of 2016 right now and Lightroom 2015.7, I think it was all the way back to 2015.0 or I can't remember when exactly I, I tested, but it's, it's been for a while now, a couple of years that that hasn't mattered. So don't split your catalog unless you have organizationally a reason to do that. And that's why you should set that setting to load most recent catalog. Now, if you do use multiple catalogs, if you've got that reason, then that's what prompt me when starting Lightroom is for. Then when you launch Lightroom, if you just shot landscape, you'll pick your landscape catalog when you launch Lightroom, and then you'll go add more landscape photos. And if it was portraits, you'd pick your portrait catalog. So that, that kind of a thing. But again, one catalog, don't, don't, mess that, don't mix that up. All right. Now under import options, the first checkbox there, show import dialog when a memory card is detected. That's gonna mean that you're gonna tell your assistant, look, if I stick a photo card, a, a memory card into my computer, I want you to automatically go to the import dialog window. Don't make me go to the library module and then click the import button on the lower left. Just launch the import dialog. That's what I want you to do. And that's what that checkbox means. I turn it off. I don't, I don't do it that way, but uh, by default it's on and, and you can choose which way you want to do it. Then then one below that select the current slash previous import collection during import. That's really, really confusing to a new person. Like that's a lot of words. What the heck does that mean? All right. If you'll remember in the import dialog or sorry, in the library module, I very briefly went over. There's a catalog panel in the upper left of the library module. And in there you had a, a, a few selections. You had all photographs, you had previous import. There might be a couple of others, depending on if you use Lightroom mobile or not. What this means is by default, this checkbox is checked. And when you are using Lightroom, 
what you're you're saying is assistant Lightroom assistant. I want you to assume that if I just did an import, that I want you to change my view in the library module to those photos I just imported. Makes a lot of sense, right? Most likely, if you just imported photos, what you want to do is go work on those photos. So it's checked by default, and that's what that checkbox is going to do. After you've imported, it's going to change the view from wherever you might have been in Lightroom before. It's going to change in your catalog what you're looking at to the photos you just imported. The problem with this one is it can mean that if you round trip to Photoshop, which is kind of a more advanced technique, if you round trip to Photoshop and come back, your photo won't show up. The, the one that you edited in Photoshop, you won't see in Lightroom. And this is a common problem I see a lot of new users of Lightroom encounter, that they round trip, they come back and like, where did my photo go? Or you may have, uh, uh, some photographers may have gone, because I previously recommended turning this off anyway, they may have done that, and then when you applied updates, I've seen the checkbox get checked again. In fact, when I went in to record this podcast, it was checked again, and I know I turned it off. So, um, so it reset it, and it checked it again. What, why that's happening is, as you imported, you asked your Lightroom Assistant then to change to the photos that you just imported, but as you round trip to Photoshop, that photo that you just altered in Photoshop, that's not one of the photos you imported. That's a whole new photo. And so Lightroom is just doing exactly what you asked it to do. It's not gonna show you that photo because that wasn't one of the photos that you imported. That's a different photo. And so there's a couple of ways to fix it. You can go in the folders module, you can go to collections panel in either the in the library module and find the folder or the collection where your photos are at and then it will show everything that's in those photos or those collections or you can right click on the photo and you can say um, <clears throat> show folder. I got to see what the exact text is here. <laughs> it's uh, you right click and you do uh, go to folder in library. All right. So and that will change you. It'll change where you're in the catalog, what view you have of your catalog from being that import collection, which is kind of a default collection that Lightroom, your Lightroom assistant maintains for you, which is all the photos you last imported. And it will change it down to the folder, folders panel, the exact folder where it is that that folder photo went. So if your photos don't show up after your round trip, right click and do go to folder in library and that'll take you to the right spot. All right. So back, I'm going to click back through now to preferences panel. All right, so we've gone through the top two boxes. Now there's ignore camera generated folder names when naming folders. Uh, I leave that at the default. I think the default is unchecked and it's not worth going through. Treat JPEG files next to raw files as separate folders. All right, this is for people who shoot JPEG and raw. If you shoot both at the same time, most cameras support that, then when you import them, by default, I believe this is checked, I can't remember, but, um, oh no, by default it's not checked. By default, your Lightroom Assistant's going to assume that if you have both a JPEG and a RAW folder photo in the same folder in your catalog, that you only wanna see one entry as you're looking at them in Lightroom. You don't wanna see two of the same photo there. And so if you check this checkbox, you're gonna tell your Assistant, no, what I really wanna see is two photos. I wanna see the JPEG and I wanna see the RAW. And so if, if you, if that's how you want it to behave, then go check that checkbox. I don't like it. All right, completion sounds, I'm gonna skip. I don't check any of those. I have them all set to no sound. 
And that's it for the general, uh, yeah, general tab of the preferences panel. All right, for, uh, let's, let's go to file handling there in the preferences panel. And what I'm going to do is uh, I just want to skip down to, to kind of the bottom almost where it says camera raw cache settings. And in there you have the location. It's just going to tell you, you can even change where it is if you want to. And I recommend if you know how to do this, if you have a separate hard drive, maybe even a third drive different from where Lightroom's running and different from where your catalog is stored. If you have a third drive, then go ahead and use that for your camera raw cache. But the bit, the most important thing here is changing that maximum size. I don't know what, I can't remember the default is, it's not enough. You need to go increase it. At least I think about 75 gigabytes. I have mine set to 100 gigabytes and, um, and it makes a difference in the performance. So I, I would check that one. Now let's go to the performance tab. There's two options here. One is use graphics processor and the other is use smart previews instead of originals. I recommend turning off the use graphics processor unless you edit on a 4K or 5K monitor or higher. Then uh, that's what that's designed for is to help performance when you're using a 4K or 5K monitor. If you don't have that, don't check it. Just it, it's not very helpful. In fact, in a lot of cases, it's less help. It, it, it negatively impacts performance by checking that box. If you do edit on a 4K or a 5K monitor, then try it on. If it's working well, then leave it on. If it's not, then you still might want to turn it off. There's been some problems. Adobe hasn't really got this nailed yet. They haven't done a serious, a very good job of leveraging the GPU. And so turn it off if you're experiencing problems, even under 4K or 5K. In some cases, you can't even launch Lightroom. It's been kind of a, an issue with some computers and some configurations. You can go search for help on that if you need to about how to disable graphics processor without launching Lightroom. If you can't get it to launch, then you can't go change the checkbox. So unchecked is the way I recommend it for most everyone. Then they checked on the develop thing where it says use smart previews instead of originals for image editing. Huge performance in, uh, increase there, I think, I, at least in my testing and how I use it. And uh, I've done a photo talk episode on that on improving the Lightroom performance using smart previews. So you can go look that up, photo space, taco space, smart previews. But I recommend checking that box. All right, now go back to the general tab and go to the catalog settings. And there's a couple of things that I want to walk through there. In the catalog settings, a new dialog box will come up. You have under general, the big thing there, you can get some information about the where your Lightroom catalog is at, when it was created, backup, optimized, the size of it. Um, once, but, but the important thing here is back up the catalog. And by default, I think it goes to once a week when exiting Lightroom. And I want you to change it to every time Lightroom exits. And here's what's happening. First off, you need to understand that your Lightroom assistant is never going to back up your original photos. That is not something that, that your assistant will do. So if you want your photos backed up, the raw files or the JPEG files that you actually took, your Light, Lightroom is not going to help you there. You have to do that yourself outside of Lightroom. Lightroom does not back up your photos. I hope I made that super clear. Lightroom does not back up your photos. What this backup is going to do is make a copy of those notes that it's been keeping track of for all those applications. You're going to tell Lightroom with this setting, every time you exit, I want you to make a backup of your notes. In case something happens to the notes you're using, I want you to make a backup of them because those notes are important. That's every photo I've ever brought into Lightroom. That's every edit I've ever made in Lightroom. 
And you don't want to lose that information. That took you a lot of time to build that information. Think of all the keywording you've done, all the adjustments you've made, everything that you've done in Lightroom. You'd lose it all if somehow those notes got ruined, if that catalog file got ruined. And this used to be a massive problem years ago. In the last couple of years, it's become less so. It's it's a lot more rare now that those you'll have a, a like a corrupt database is what it's called but it can happen, so backing up. But the more important reason is not even the backup itself, it's the optimizing it does when it backs up. So you'll see there, under the information part of that tab, that it talks about the last time it was optimized. As your Lightroom Assistant is taking the notes of everything you're doing, it could end up doing some things in the database that are less efficient right? Depending on the order that you do things, it may take some notes in a way that makes it harder for the computer to like review those notes, your assistant to pull those notes up when it comes time to do that as you're looking at your photo. The optimize um, catalog feature of Lightroom has your Lightroom assistant look over those notes and say, wow, it would be better actually to organize those photos a little differently. So you won't lose anything. You're going to keep all of the settings. You're going to keep all of the history. Everything's going to be the same. I'm just, they're just going to organize the notes better. Make it so that it, you can pull up the notes faster. And that's what Optimize Catalog does. And that happens when you back up. Or you can do it manually. We're not going to go through it. But I like this feature every time you exit Lightroom, make a backup, but more importantly, it's gonna optimize the catalog so the next time you open it up, it's gonna have as good a chance to go fast as possible. All right, file handling is the, the other place I wanna go to. And uh, we're gonna actually go to metadata too. But the file handling, there's the standard preview size and what the recommendation from um, Adobe is here is to set it the same as the resolution, the max resolution on your display. I have a display that is 2560 by 1600. You might, if it's full HD, you'll have 1920 by 1080. If it's 4K, it's gonna be more than that. They, their recommendation is to have your, your preview size be set to the same as your max dimension on your display. I've found now, okay, as you're generating, as you're importing though, this is one of the things that affects how long it takes to import your photos. It has to generate these previews and the bigger those are, the more time it takes to generate the previews. So I think you can go a little smaller than that. And that's why they have the option to change it. If you want, if you don't care about the previews, if, if you think uh, you'd rather have the, the import process go faster, then go to 1020, 1024 pixels and they'll go really, really fast. That import process will, will get much faster. And then other places in Lightroom will slow down. As you use the develop module in particular, it's gonna be slower. But, uh, or library module, sorry, library module in particular is gonna be slower. So what I'm gonna do, what I, what I am doing is I'm generating previews that are 2048. My max width is 2560, but with all the panels and all the other stuff, it, the actual photo size that gets shown, it's probably a little bigger than that, but not much, 2048. So I'm generating at 2048, saving a little bit on the processing time as I do imports. But that's how you could, you should set it. Preview quality, I think setting to medium is the perfect place there. Not too much that you're gonna spend on import, and uh, but still enough that it helps you in the modules. And then automatically discard one-to-one -one previews, I set that to after 30 days. 
I think that's helpful. Okay, now go over to the metadata tab. And this is one that's pretty controversial <laughs> because there are a lot of people who will recommend automatically write changes into XMP be checked. And that helps if you were to lose your catalog. So I mentioned all those notes that Lightroom's taking, that's all in this proprietary database that Lightroom has going on, right? And if it gets corrupted or lost, you're, it, all of those edits are gone. But if you, there is a kind of standardized format, it's called an XMP file that can live right next to your photo and it can capture what the changes, the adjustments are that you're making in a standardized format so that not only can Lightroom read them, but a lot of other post-processing applications can too. So a lot of photographers will recommend checking that box, automatically write changes in XMP so that if you ever you lose your Lightroom catalog, you have backups there. But more importantly, they use it generally to kind of help import settings as you copy photos over from one computer to another, for example. It's a pretty easy way to get those settings to move with those photos. Um, although there's an export feature in Lightroom too that can help with that, and we're not gonna go over it today. So I personally do not recommend checking the box. And this is why it's controversial, but I don't like it. And the reason is you already are asking your Lightroom assistant to do quite a bit as you're changing your sliders. It already has to write to that database all of those settings and constantly, like as you're actively moving the slider, Lightroom is already writing what those settings are out to the database. Now, if you have this checkbox, you're also asking the Lightroom assistant to not only do that, but also create a separate file next to the photo and write the settings out to that file too. So it was writing them twice. And okay, if you're really concerned about it and you want to have a backup of those things, writing it twice is more safe that you're not gonna lose the settings and the changes that you've made but it's a performance drain. It might be a little one, it might be kind of almost inconsequential, but it's a performance drain. And in some versions of Lightroom, it has been a problem. It's proven to be an issue that caused major performance problems because they had bugs with it. So I recommend turning it off. Now, the other ones that I turn off is the address lookup and the face detection because that's processes, it, it's helpful later to find your photos, but man, is it a drain as you import photos. It's, it means you're telling your Lightroom assistant, not only do I want you to import the photos and generate the smart previews and generate the standard previews, I also want you to look at each of those photos, pull out the GPS data and look up the addresses associated with those GPS data. I also want you to, to analyze each one of the photos, find the faces and catalog those and make notes about the faces that you see there. And those are cool features and maybe you'd want to do that, but you can make it so that it'll, you do it manually instead of automatically and I turn them off. All right, that's all of the settings that I wanted to go through in this episode. And I went on too long, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's something that has been, is, is gonna be valuable to you as kind of a starting point, a boot camp crash course on how to use Lightroom and what the different modules are. David, I hope that answers your question and kind of helps you with that. I'd love to know your feedback, to know if there are things that I didn't go through that you wish I had that you think are kind of starting point things. Maybe I can address it in a follow-up episode at some point. 
but um, but there's there's what it is. That's that's it for this episode. Quick reminder again: Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/phototaco or uh, Instagram at phototaco podcast and email phototaco podcast at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me. Offer a suggestion for the show. No question too basic or complicated. If I don't already know, and I frequently don't, I'll either research the heck out of it so that I can become an expert on the topic, or I'll bring someone on who is already an expert and we'll go through it. Also, take time to uh, check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. You have Portrait Session, Tripod, and of course, Improved Photography. And there's the mothership, the reason that any of this exists, and that's improvephotography.com. Head over there for news, tips, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!